Tomorrow's the big day. We've had a, we've had several of them, but there's going to be a rate hike tomorrow. And this one feels a little different. We're all so engaged. We know this is not a test. We're seeing the same thing happen in other countries and grappling with it. And it's created kind of a, can I say, an uneasy feeling. I was going to say a fear. But there is a sense that things are becoming something that we never thought they would be. Now, that is certainly for a demographic who has no memory, and I do a little bit, of interest rates and this party, free money, all of it, but it's about to get real tomorrow. And this time, and certainly in the last few weeks, we're starting to see some advice being given to the Bank of Canada from some different areas. Eden Rahim is joining us, who is a portfolio manager and strategist with Next Edge Capital. Eden, good evening. Arlene, delighted to be here again. Thank you for having me. Here we are. We've, we're going to have another bump, and we know inflation looks like it's kind of they're grappling with it, but this is necessary, we're told. First, first of all, Eden, let me ask you, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? How big will it be? Um, the consensus is that uh, Bank of Canada at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning will increase its rate from 3.25%, uh, 75 basis points, or 0.75%, up to 4%. Um, and it will it it will be the highest rate that they've been at in 14 years. It goes back to March 2008. So you're right, what you said in your introduction that it is, uh, you know, historic at least for this gen this generation. But surprisingly, um, out of 28 economists, 12 see that see Macklin going 50 basis points, not 75. But I think given how very weak the Canadian dollar is which also contributes to the 7% inflation, I think he goes 75. And it will be the fifth hike this year. And it was. I remember it wasn't so long ago when there were people warning and saying, look, it's not going to be that bad. Money's really cheap. It's just going to go up a bit. Well, hang on. There needs to be an adjustment. We're there, Eden. We're there. And lots of predictions. We don't know. We know how these things go. The extremes aren't always the case, but they're possible. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, there is no such thing as a free lunch. Apology for the cliche, but know. you know we've had this potent um, a combo of historic monetary policy from central banks and fiscal policy from governments, and and they both combusted into this forty-year high inflation. And you know, even though we've seen wages go up, you know they haven't kept up with this inflation. So. You know, the, the, the consumer is experiencing this sort of false boom where, yes, their incomes are going up and, yes, employment is good, but they're still falling behind. And and that's the nefarious aspect of what, what we're experiencing right now. It is. It's, it's unusual. Sometimes when these happen, often it's, you know, everybody's looking for a job. But this is this is very different. And we don't know how long that's going to be, because if we get into a recession, then perhaps that's going to be the case. Eden, also, what do you make of these criticisms that are growing against this interest rate hike? It wasn't always so. We just accepted it. Yeah, you know, part part of the reason for the, the rapidity of the hikes, it's because they actually should have been hiking about a year ago. So well throughout 2020, uh, you know, there were many signs that were pointing to this. 
And the central banks really sat. And if, if had they started this process, say, you know, mid 2021, you know, small increases, it wouldn't be this rapid and would be, you know, it'd be smaller hikes and stuff like that. But now they were forced, they were forced by markets because markets actually drove interest rates up. They're, they're merely following markets increase of interest rates. So the two year yields have gone up, you know, well through 4%. And, and all they're doing is playing catch up to it. Um, the thing is, the central banks seem to have this very strong resolve that they don't mind tolerating a recession. However, history shows um, these tightening cycles almost always end with something breaking in the economy. And it, it's, it almost always happens. And this time will be will be no exception. You know, they'll they'll be forced to pivot, I think, at some point when something breaks or someone runs into trouble, you know, uh, to that end. And, and that probably happens sometime during 2023. All right. What do you make of this? This is something that I've watched. It's it's a demographic that has a lot of power. And then with the cheap money, it started to roll and roll and roll. It was almost too big to fail. Are we seeing a version of that? And is the prediction you say if something breaks, yeah. is something going to break because it got too big to fail? That's exactly right. You, you, you nailed it on the head, Arlene. And that's usually what it is, that when something is too big to fail, um, they're forced to pivot. And we don't know what that that is. You know, obviously, in in 2008, we saw it was Lehman and and uh, the mortgage insurers and stuff like that. Uh, we don't know what it will be this time. You know, all I can say is that, unfortunately, in Canada, you know, Canadian households are among the most levered in the world. And so these rate increases will impact us in different ways to how it does other people in the rest of the world. Uh, you know, we saw Australia hike, you know, which also went through a housing bubble. We saw their their central bank hike less than expected because they were concerned about, you know, the unwinding housing bubble there. Um, Macklin doesn't appear to be at that point yet, but, you know, we, we may see if things do turn down more rapidly or, you know, we've already seen, if you look at the Terranet, uh, index, you know, we've seen a string of months where where real estate prices have fallen, you know, so we, we'll see sometime in 2023, definitely there will be an impact. You know, already we're seeing anecdotal evidence that the bottlenecks that caused inflation with some, some components are already easing up. We've seen lumber futures collapse from over 1,700 to under 500, you know, ships off the port of LA down from 120 down to eight, you know, uh, retailers, you know, filled with excess inventories that they have to get off. So a lot of the contributing aspects, early contributing aspects to inflation are already easing off. You know, when we look at this and, and how it's going to play out, is it a good thing? You know, we often, almost every day, as things change around us, we talk about lessons learned, no matter where it is around the world. But here in our own backyard here, I mean, is it, was it good to have that party? Everybody's talking now about the price of housing. Well, the price of housing <laughs> used to have a correction and it just didn't happen. So, Eden, is, is there a lesson here? Is there a danger we might not learn that lesson? Yeah. And, and, and you know, unfortunately, as we've seen when all bubbles end, they go further or longer than we think they will because you know we remain in the mindset you know of the bubble where we think that every pullback is a buying opportunity but then what happens is 
when bubbles unwind, they tend to go longer, deeper, further than we think they will. And real estate is very much like that. When the U.S. peaked in 2007, it fell for six or seven years before it hit a bottom. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when Japan peaked in 1990, early 1992, it fell for 30 years. And, and you know, their unemployment stayed low. So we just don't know how it plays out. But it usually it's, it's like turning around an oil tanker. When it turns, it'll go in that direction for a while, unfortunately. And, and, and that's part of the pain, I think, I'm afraid, um, our economy might have to um, try and weather through. It's good to hear the truth, at least the truth as you think it's going to play out. Eden Rahim, Portfolio Manager and Options Strategist with Next Edge Capital. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you, Ronnie. Have a good night. There you go. Tough, tough stuff to hear, but it's happened before, and it may not be for that length. May we say again, how many times do we say, we just don't know? We used to say that during the pandemic. We do not know. But it's good to say it. Everybody thinks they they know what should happen. And sometimes we just don't know.